Hi, this is Aaron Azrod, and welcome to the 87th episode of the Truth Island podcast. When I last spoke to Jonathan, we discussed the careful art of reaching out to people that we would ordinarily not agree with. In these challenging and polarizing times, it can often be difficult to reach across the aisle and discuss ideas with people we might ordinarily not agree with. The internet carries the potential to connect people from all across the world that we might never have otherwise had the opportunity to talk to and genuinely learn something new. However, with the advent of memes, which offer a low resolution depiction of the world and avatars, which can hide our personal identity, the floodgates of nastiness have never been so wide open as they are today. It is unclear whether the trade-offs of increased interconnectedness are worth the potential damage that anonymous and hostile exchanges often leave us with. But perhaps as the years progress into the 21st century, we can hopefully come to master this incredible tool for good as opposed to spreading more hatred and divisiveness into this world. I am once again joined with Jonathan who is going to walk me through how exactly we can approach strangers on the internet with curiosity and good intent. So Jonathan, let me start off by asking you, do you prefer to be cursed at on Facebook, Reddit, or Twitter? <laughs> I would prefer to be cursed out in person. But <laughs> brave man, uh, brave man. <laughs> but but if, but if I have to pick, I think that Twitter is Twitter is unique because Twitter is just words. Mm-hmm. Unlike unlike Instagram and you know maybe maybe Facebook, Twitter is is just words and in Twitter I can get, you know, if if you tweet something, I can retweet it and and almost kind of make it sound like it was my own. I do prefer, you know, Facebook or Instagram, for example, because I feel that those are a little bit more, words are important, but I think that pictures and videos, they don't have to be long. You know, they don't have to be ads necessarily, but I think that pictures help tell what words and vice versa. Now I'm I'm a reader, so I, I, I love words. And then I would prefer to, read a book for the first time rather than watch a, watch a movie about that same story for the first time. But not everyone's that way. So I have to kind of acknowledge and respect that a lot of people prefer to have that picture and that word. And if I can kind of combine both of them, then my message can not, not just be very clear, but my message can be very, very loud. Now I hear you. I I actually one of the social media platforms I'm not on is actually Twitter. And the reason I don't like Twitter is I think it was originally 183 characters and they bumped it up to 200 and something. And one of the things that I've noticed about Twitter from just casually being on there even though I don't really have an account is that it kind of forces you to be very witty and that wittiness sometimes causes nastiness. And because you're like you're, you know, I've discussed on the program before this idea of newspeak. And newspeak was something that is written by Orwell in the book 1984. And that is he actually predicts that all of our sentences are going to become very short and very terse. And because they're very short, people will not be able to express the full extent of what it is that they're thinking. And therefore we'll have to like 
present a much shorter version. And that's actually going to create for a lot more hostile exchanges because when I talk to people on Facebook, I, I love writing like two paragraphs. People hate me for that. They're like, look at this pretentious guy writing two paragraphs. But I'm like, no, 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 no. This is what it takes for me to properly articulate my point without being confused or without being you know, mistaken for what I actually mean. And I think Twitter doesn't allow for that because there's a, a character limit. You have to be very, very brief in what you say. And that kind of opens up the floodgates for a lot of misinterpretation. I agree. I agree. I think that, for example, when I thought back, and, you know, when I think of Twitter, I think of the, for example, the founder of Twitter, uh, Jack Dorsey. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing an interview. He, he's a really neat guy. I'm a fan of his. But I remember hearing an interview of his. And this interview, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was back in 2000, 2018. Um, right before, um, if you remember, like, uh, you know, Zach, Mark uh, Zuckerberg and uh, kind of in, Instagram and Twitter, like, they were kind of indicted to, to you know, go before Congress to yeah. testify. but. And that happened again in 2020, right? I think this happened twice yeah. over Zoom. They it, had to do it. Exactly. Yeah, it happened a, a week, a couple of days before the election. But, but I remember hearing this interview of his, and he said that he was, generally speaking, a pretty shy guy growing up. But he said, he goes, I like Twitter because I don't need to use pictures. I don't need to show myself. I don't need to do that. All I need to do is just say words. I mean, that, that's, that's good, but at the same time, I think that that's kind of, that could be used a little bit as a, I don't want to say a cop-out, but just a way to kind of escape having to be accountable for everything you stand for and say, I don't know, it's, it's just a thought that came to me. I don't, and he, he, later in this interview, he went on to say that he, Actually, that's one of the things that he loves about about Twitter that the other forms don't have is that he made it a purpose to not be able to to show us very like no pictures at all if it was up to him. I think that on Twitter, like there's a way to link a, a video or something. I'm not mm. too sure how it works. The other thing is, it's like I would actually be on board with Twitter if they would just get rid of the character limit. If they actually got rid of the character limit and I could say as much as I wanted, I actually think it would be a pretty decent platform because now I would be able to articulate myself to the full depths of what it is that I want to say. I mean, if, you, if you've noticed, Jonathan, all of my podcasts are like an hour plus long, most of them, right? Or at least 45 minutes. And I'm like, it's not me being pretentious. It's not me just being long-winded. It's like, this is how long it actually takes to solve problems. And that's why I'm so wary of a platform that thinks that complicated problems can be solved in 220 characters. I just think that's that's an absurd notion that like we can end world hunger in 220 characters. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't end anything with, with that many, with just so little words, you know, I'm sorry. I, I see your point. I totally see it. Um, I, I think that's why I kind of prefer uh, an Instagram Sometimes even over a, a Facebook, because with Instagram, I think I can be very personal, but at the same time, a little bit more exclusive with, with a personal account. Now, if you want to, you know, promote an idea of, you know, a business, a service, I still prefer 
Instagram over Facebook because I just feel that Instagram gives the user, not, not the presenter, but the user, it gives them that exclusivity as well. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, I, I think we have to, there has to be like, I'd love to see another platform. I'm starting to experience this a little bit on Facebook. I've, I've told you offline that I've been going on there and I've joined um, some Facebook groups. Like I've enjoyed, I've joined like philosophy Facebook groups and you can actually find people who have a very niche understanding of things and actually get into some really, really deep conversations, which is, you know, a lot more than I can say for just my regular in flesh friends on Facebook. You know, I mean, I, I love, you know, nothing wrong with them. I love them, but they're not really going to engage with me. They're not going to write back to me with two paragraphs of well, like wealth, you know, like, like well-planned out thought. And, and maybe they just don't have time. I'm not, I'm not making any kind of judgment upon them. Maybe they've got three kids and it's like, yeah, I can't respond to Aaron with three paragraphs. What is he crazy? But I like that there are these communities in Facebook where that is starting to emerge, where we, we are seeing like-minded people come together. And I think some of these places, my friend Joe says that some of these communities can be very siloed. So if you have a, like a Republican Facebook or a liberal Facebook, then you, you create like an echo chamber and that's highly dangerous. But I like these rooms that are just called politics or called philosophy, like that, that, that actually invite people of various mindsets to kind of come together. I think those are the best rooms and that's where real magic happens because those are not echo chambers, those are not silos. That's actually a place where you will kind of bump into someone who's on the other end of your thought process. I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I think that's powerful too, because it gives you the ability to be able to connect with somebody that you otherwise couldn't have connected with or bonded with without these, these rooms, right? Yeah. Without these rooms. And it makes it kind of a lot easier because it kind of narrows down the, the audience, the, the, the purpose of of the room but also at the same time you can you can approach this room i i know a lot of people do this for the wrong reasons but i like to approach a group that isn't mine i like to go to a group that is maybe represent something that i that i don't stand by just to read mm. just to read i i don't like to comment because i don't want to i don't want to instigate any sort of argument because that's not number one that's not the purpose that's not the purpose of, of my intent but also that's not who I am I'm not I've never been somebody that's I just like to fight to fight or argue to argue that that's never been my thing I'd I'm more of a listener than I am a, an arguer I guess now here's the thing Jonathan so I've been posting a lot more stuff on Facebook and there's a number of different people that respond to me. The first type agrees with what I'm saying. Hey, wait on, you know, right on, man. And hey, look, you know, I love the positive support. I'm not going to lie. Then there is the person who disagrees with me, but they actually take the time to write a well thought out counterpoint to what it is that I originally posted. And I love those people a lot too. In some ways, in some ways, I actually love those people even more than the people that just write, yeah, great article or yeah, great post, man. Like they are, they actually get me to think. And then I actually write back to them. And then we have like a nice thread going and I actually learn quite a lot. And sometimes I'm able to change their mind. And that's, that's a beautiful thing where it gets really dark is the person who disagrees with you 
and they just go for the cheap, like you suck, or this is the shittiest post that I've ever read. And that's the kind of behavior that's very high schoolish. And I really scratch my head and I'm like, what's, what's going on with the, with that type of troll that is just writing, like, they're not even writing anything that's really that witty. They're just writing the generic, this sucks. And I'm like, I want, maybe you have more experience dealing with these types of people. Can you get into their head? Tell me what's going on with that person, Jonathan. Cause I don't, I have trouble understanding what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I know where you're coming from because with me, it was the same. I started noticing that some of these people that would troll or that would post anything negative, they did it because they could. They did it because it was easy. It's easy for me to attack you on social media. It's easy for me to say whatever it is that I want on social media because guess what? I'm I'm doing it on my phone, on my computer. You may never... We may never meet face to face. That's again that that that's a good thing because at the same time that gives you the ability to be able to meet people that you otherwise couldn't have. But at the same time, I think that's very dangerous because that leaves the door open for people that are absolutely I don't want to use the word ignorant because that's that's kind of mean, but just those people that don't have any other reason or don't have any information to back their argument they just want to instigate argument and fight and i think that the face-to-face interaction the face that the eye contact those conversations have really taken the back seat in in the rise of social media yes I, and I, I i think that you know as i alluded to in my um intro i think avatars have a lot to do with this and as we very well know Everyone on Reddit pretty much has an avatar. I, I think when most people sign up, they have an avatar. And that's actually where I've met with the most brutal hostility out of all the social mm. media platforms. It's Reddit. And I, on one hand, people on Reddit are smart. There's some really smart cookies on there. You know, like I'm not, you know, there, there's some subreddits that really get into detail. But on the other hand, the fact that people use avatars, they tend to be very, and again, there's two types of brutal. If it's intelligent brutal, where you're actually taking apart and dissecting my argument and making really strong counterpoints, I'm like, yes, no, that, that's what I'm talking about. And Reddit could be like that because you know, in a Reddit post, you're able to write as much as you want to respond. So it has the potential to be that. But I think sometimes people are like, you know, they, they're pretending like they got a Halloween mask on and they're just, you know, writing the most vile, vicious stuff to get attention. And I, I, I feel like it's, it's a, like, a, it's, it's kind of like an underdeveloped muscle. I, I feel like, like there, there's a part of these people that, you know, when, when they were back in high school or something, they probably were the kid who just shouted in the back of the classroom, like, you suck teacher, oh, your, your lessons, you know, and the whole class started laughing. And I feel like they've never kind of grown out of that somehow. I, I you know, and, and that's very condescending of me to say, but that's what I feel it's like pretty much, you know, I feel like they just have never grown out of, out of a stage of a development uh, of just like saying like one word answers, getting a cheap laugh and moving on. Unfortunately, that that's, that that's the price that we, that we have to pay and that we are paying with, with just talking to somebody on our phone, right? <laughs> just commenting. And back to what you said about avatar. I think that when I remember when Facebook came out, 
we had the the profile picture, right? <laughs> we put our picture, and 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 we'd have to put a background. Remember? And I I think that's still the case, but at, at least at least with that, I thought that it would kind of give people a little bit of an uh, of an identity. But this is what I look like. This is, you know, maybe with your background, you know, maybe you know a, a skyline of the city. I live in the city, or what have you, right? Or this is what I'm into. But I think with 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 the avatars, you, I, I it's my feeling at least that you don't you have kind of no identity. You don't really have the identity, and and maybe the purpose. I, I don't understand. I don't know the purpose for it. But I think it was maybe to kind of change things up because you know to kind of make Reddit part of the of of the group of you know Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because all with all of them they're the same but they're different in some ways. So maybe maybe that's why they did the avatar. But I don't think to me at least I, I agree with you. To me, it it didn't do anyone any favors. But like okay, so here's my idea behind this have reddit where you have avatars and then that allows people to say really controversial stuff or stuff they would not say in real life great i I think it's wonderful to have a platform for that i'd like to see an alternative though where you have to have like a real picture up you have to have your name up there because i i think that's what's needed is is an alternative platform where it's like if you're gonna play it, if you're gonna play cards at this table, this is like the high stakes poker table where what you say does matter and so forth. Now that opens up the door because from what I found actually, if you go on Facebook with your real name or whatever, and the things that you're saying are very reasonable and well balanced, nothing really bad happens to you. Like we have this like ludicrous notion that you'll you'll write your opinion and then instantly you'll get fired or or there'll be like a mob. No no flash mob or whatever is appearing at your door. If what you write is truthful, but at the same time like pretty well balanced and 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 pretty sane. Okay, I'm gonna use the word sane. So if your argument is like like, you know, you can have an opinion on something, but if you write it in a very like coherent and sane manner, nothing bad is happening to you. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. I think that more and more social media platforms are coming out. I think that some that are out maybe haven't been, haven't received enough light yet, enough press, but they will. Um, I mean, as you remember, just, you know, just after the election, I think there was, there was another one. I mean, it starts with a P I forgot the name of it. Oh, I know one, the, uh, the new conservative one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. I mean, and again, I'm I'm not trying to you know point any fingers or anything, but this one, what what was unique about this one is that it wouldn't fact check anything, right? Mm-hmm. No, you know, I can say how I want and how and when and to who, and I wouldn't be you know checked. They're they're changing. They're coming up. The platforms are coming up, um, but as 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 good as they are and as good as I'm, I'm able to you know communicate with somebody on the other side of the world. It's finding the balance. I just looked at a parlor. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah there you parlors go. are conservative um, Facebook or whatever. And it's mm, like, okay. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think it should exist. I'm not saying it should not exist. I don't know how healthy that place is going to be, though. I just, I, I have, and I, if there was like a liberal parlor, I don't think that would be a healthy place either. Because 
what I see, like the problem with like a thing like a parlor or a liberal parlor, if that ev eventually comes out, is that those are just going to be really strong silos and echo chambers. Nobody is going to grow in any of those platforms. You know what I mean? And, and again, it, it goes for the, the for, for the conservative version and the liberal version of those. Whereas platforms that make you have like the, the ultimate platform should be like a subway car man like we're you know we both kind of grew up in new york the ultimate platform should be a subway car everyone sees your face and you don't really get to determine who's riding that subway car with you you could have a liberal guy in there a conservative guy but that just makes you you have to be a lot sharper or you just have to be more on your toes and better with your arguments and more more crisp with your facts if you really want to win the game of, 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 of truth, you know what I mean? Because I think when you go to a, when you go to a parlor or, or some, or even the liberal equivalent of that, you don't really have to be that smart and you don't have to be that sharp because everyone already agrees with you. I mean, where's the fun in that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how's this for an idea? How's this? How about a platform where you, to sign up, you have to show yourself, right? Maybe a little bit about, you know, where you're from, what you do, what you believe in. And instead of you being able to find people that are similar, the complete opposite. What if you're only allowed to connect with people that are completely different from you? Maybe. I, I just, I, I just think that like, it's nice to get some people that affirm your opinions. That's great. Like sometimes, sometimes I'm getting attacked and I'm like, Oh, thank God. Thank God for Steve, you know, Steve Macklin over <laughs> here or whatever his name is yeah. coming into the rescue. So I, you know, it's like, I don't have to be constantly like, I don't want, there doesn't have to be like a war, like a, a, a battleground forum or something. It's just diversity. Just, just diversity yeah. is really what's going to be at the key. I think that's, that's the ultimate mix. All right, my friend, tell me, tell me your story about getting onto these platforms and really connecting with people that you disagree with at a higher level. I walk, walk mm. me through your, your suitcase of what you do here. Well, the, the first thing I do is most of the people, and, and when I say most, I mean, honestly, probably 95% of the people I talk to, um, they belong to a group. They belong to a, a, a group an organization, they're backed by, by them, they've made it known that they're part of them, what have you. And a lot of these groups have what? Websites. And not just websites, but what else? A social media page, right? So the first thing I try to do is I try to go to their page to kind of get a feel for who they are and what their group is. Because a lot of times, I mean, sometimes it's very cut and dry, right? This is who we are boom. But sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it isn't. And sometimes, you know, with, with certain groups, especially, especially re maybe religious groups. Now this is, you're going at, you're looking at the individual's uh, profile page or the group page in Facebook, which. Um... Uh, both. Okay. Both. both. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both. Because they, you know, I'm, I'm looking at theirs, of course, because ultimately I'm going to have to connect with them. So yeah. when the initial contact begins, I'm going to have to contact them. Some, some have publicists, but for the most part, I've, I'm more of a fan of going straight for them, going straight for them. Um, but, you know, going, go, going back to like the, the website for the group, you know, I would kind of go 
to, to, to the group site to kind of get a feel for them. Right. And it, mm. and I've noticed it, especially with like religious groups or when religion is kind of part of, part of the formula, that's when I, I know I need to have, I need to do a little bit more homework because I need to know exactly where they, where they stand on something, because I don't want to, again, the purpose of my, of my conversations is, is to learn from them and grow Never do I want to attack or never do I want to come off as somebody who, who's there to, to debate them, or, you know? Now, you said something earlier that you usually don't publicly comment on the post itself. Like, you, you'll mm-hmm. never – because I guess that, that – because then that puts that person in an awkward position where everyone's watching, right? We're all, mm-hmm. we're all kind of like social primates, and we're all, like, watching each other and like, ooh, ooh, this guy's attacking you. How is he going to respond, right? So everyone's on their guard, you know, us guys, we got the testosterone, the adrenaline's running, right? You know, two questions with that. Do you ever publicly comment when you want to say something nice? And secondly, have you ever tried to go the approach of, like, the guy, you know, the the OP, I've learned this word now, OP, original poster, seems like a fairly intelligent guy. Let me try and write a very intelligent, long-winded comment back, and maybe we can have a nice back and forth in the comments. I'm wondering if you've experimented with that at all. Not as much, not as much. Um, and I guess the, the reason for that is because most of the times, m- most of the time, like when when this individual that I'm trying to, to connect with when they post something, very little is it something personal. It's something kind of having to do with that, their organization or their stance on something. Okay. Um, and, and I feel that, you know, I, I can try to comment on something. I, I just don't want to say, oh, good job. Or kind of like you mentioned, right? Like, yay, thumbs up. <laughs> I, I mean, that's good. That's good. And, 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 you know, praise is good. And, you know, I want to give it where it's, where it's merited, but, I'm, I'm, I'm there to learn from them. I'm there, I'm there to talk to them. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I prefer that approach to where, you know, I kind of study up on them because I, I need to do the homework. You know, when I sit down with someone, I need to do my homework and I need to know about them because that's the first, that's one, well, one of the first ways that I've shown them that, you know, kind of like we mentioned that, you know, I'm kind of on a date with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like imagine if I show up to a date and I don't, you know, I, Oh, and you didn't read the girls. Yeah. If if you show up to a date and you don't read the girl's uh, profile there, Oh boy, she's, she's going to know. She'll be like, you, you didn't see that. I read that Jane Austen book or whatever, you know, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And, And actually Brian Grazer, Brian Grazer, he's he's the producer. Uh, he's made countless shows, but he's also an author, and he wrote a book about face to face face to face connections. Amazing book, I recommend it. Amazing book. But anyways, one of the things that he mentioned in the book that really got me is he, when he approaches somebody, especially somebody with with profile, especially somebody you know with presence, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody that's already kind of a, a voice within their their niche or within their community. One of the things that he does is he likes to ask them when he approaches them to kind of challenge them a little bit in the sense that, you know, did you know, like a, did you know moment, you know, he'll tell them like, Oh, you know, you're, let's just say, you know, I was talking to someone who's a film producer, right? Let's just say, 
I tell him, did you know that Casablanca was one of the first films to have been nominated for the most Oscars? And to this day, only one movie has topped it. So, something, something may catch his attention, but something that's not necessarily, something that, that, we, that can kind of spark the conversation, but to, to show them that I know a little bit about them. I know about their field. I may not be an expert on their field. I don't need to be. But 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 my intention is there. Now this sense. this you know like did you know comment is usually like a friendly comment, right? It's not like <laughs> right, you're right, not writing. Right. Did you know that this person was secretly blah blah? You know, like you're 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 saying something that's friendly. Now your message. Now tell me what what do you do first? Do you add them as a friend first on Facebook, or do you private message them first on Facebook? What's what what do you think is the better way of going about this? I. I, I message them first. I message them first um, before adding the them reason, as a friend. Okay, yeah. Before adding them, um, j- just because I I really want to, I really want to really set the stage, and I really want them to 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 really understand and comprehend why it is that I'm approaching them. I of course I want them as a friend, and of course I've you know I have friends now that I probably wouldn't have had growing up. But ultimately, I, I need to I need to get their attention, and I need to let them know exactly what it is what it is that I'm doing. So so I I do message them first. I I'll be honest. I prefer email too. I prefer yeah. email. I prefer email because it, it's maybe a little bit more not just professional, but it can it, you know with an email address. It's directly to them maybe maybe sometimes a work email so i can i can get them quicker i could get them quicker because a lot of times they may be on facebook for a different reason than i was on facebook to seek them out right they're, they're yeah. not there you know what i you know what i hate about messenger i'll tell you this that's really annoying mm-hmm. i and i also prefer email now email if you're emailing somebody usually they have a website that you can email them or, yeah. or they've made their email public on their Facebook thing. The thing that sucks with Messenger, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, when you're writing something in Messenger and then you accidentally press the enter button instead of shift enter, and then it just sends like half a message and you're like, oh no, like I, oh. I, meant, to, I, I meant to say so much more. And then you have to write a second message. And you're right. Messenger is not professional for introducing yourself because it's, it's that little, it's like a little box. It's not, it doesn't encompass the whole screen. You have to press every time you make a new line, you have to press shift, enter, shift, enter, shift, enter. Otherwise it will just send whatever it is that you have. An email allows you to really gather your thoughts and write something really coherent and cohesive. Like you could start off the first few sentences with, with, Hey, did you know, blah, blah, blah. And then be like, my name is Jonathan. I would like to introduce myself and so forth. You really can't do that with with Facebook messenger. It just doesn't allow for that kind of, it doesn't give you that platform. It doesn't give you like that space to say all that you need to say. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And, And the thing is when a lot of times with an email, I can have a header, I can, have a you know a proper a proper header a footer like a proper you know contact information you know mm. you can this is my email address right it's the one I'm emailing you from this is my phone number if you prefer to reach them over the phone which is always preferable always this is you know you, you can answer me when you want you know you can read it when you want 
you know, at, at your time, when, when I send you a Facebook message, you know, when they've seen it and you know, when they've read it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's not to, to me, it's not as, you know what, man, I, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or whoever, if you're listening right now, Facebook email, make it, make it happen, guys. Facebook email. You got an inbox, a sent box all on your Facebook. Wouldn't that be nice? My friend, I think that, you know, I think we're entitled to some royalties for that. My friend, like I, I yeah. you heard it here first on truth Island, Facebook the, email. <laughs> absolutely. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's what Google did, right? Yeah, like did there, there, should be, there should be a Facebook email, so then you can message someone a prop with. A, and I like what you said, a subject. There needs to be a subject mm -hmm. header in these messages because it's weird when random dude just Facebook messages you and whatever. Even if they have like the best of intentions, if there's no subject, you're like, well, what what the heck does this guy want? Like, wh why is he messaging me? What 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 does he want from me? Is he here to stalk me? Is he here to you know, help me. Like, I don't know, but if there's a, a subject that is going to really enhance communication, I think that's a great idea, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree fully have, you know, um, an email address where you can communicate to, with them, you know, go, going back to, to social media, you know, p p part of when you approach someone for the first time, wanting to talk to them, you know, it, it's not just about you seeing them, but it's, it's, it's about them seeing you as well. Because, I mean, from, from our point of view, from my point of view, I'm sending them a message. Okay, great. Hey, let me talk to you. You know, I'm asking you, I'm asking something of you, right? Respond, communicate, talk to me, you know? Let, let, let's put ourselves in their shoes for a second. Here's a random message that came from somebody that you don't know. Wanting, you know, wanting you to sit down and talk to them. What's the first question they ask? Who is this? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's exactly who are right. You? Who are you, man? Wait, well, what, 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 what group did I bump into you? Exactly, exactly. You know, and so immediately, immediately we, you know, they have that little bit of that uncomfortable feeling, like, who is this? Why are they approaching me? How do they find me? You right? have a, they have How a strike against me? them. They have a strike against them right off the bat. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's how I've used the less that you have, the less popular, the less fame you have, you know, the more even I'll even say the simpler social media platform that you have as, as one approaching them. That's not that's not only collateral, but that's the comfort that you're offering them. Mm -hmm. Your lack of popularity is a comfort to them. Yeah, because you're just, you're a regular dude, you don't have, you know, you don't have like a, a media force behind you. And, and it's, it probably, and it's like, it's like you said in your the original podcast you did with me, you're not an investigative journal, journalist, mm -hmm. so you're not bringing all that packaging, you're just, hey, random dude, got a question for you on Facebook, let's chat. And uh, I, I think that's a good approach. Okay, so I, I imagine maybe like more than half of the people just don't respond. I'm, I'm sure that that happens quite a bit. No. Right. Yeah. And okay. Fair enough. I mean, like, you know, they don't have to respond to a complete stranger. Talk me about the ones that do and tell me what these dialogues have, have, you know, look like, have there been any success stories? Is there some mm -hmm. dude and you're, you're going over to his house tomorrow for Thanksgiving dinner. It's been so great. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. 
one of one of the great things is that you know with these communications and with these people that I talk to there there's a build up it's as much as I'd love it it's never you know, oh, great. I emailed them today and tomorrow. They said, come on over, right? <laughs> it's it's very hard because like you mentioned, more often than not, people just don't respond. Sure. And if they do, they're, they're responding with further questions, right? They have questions on, on their own. As they should. Uh, you know, that's fair. You know, I think as they should. It's, it's absolutely fair. And kind of like I mentioned, kind of like I mentioned, you know, before in the first podcast while while curiosity is my superpower my humility is how i use that power my humility is how i can portray the power and mm-hmm. how i use it wisely you know for example you know i i met with um uh he's justice dan barker who, who he's um actually the leader of the republicans for biden in arizona immediately when i found out about this group when i read about him i was like wow i need to talk to this person i <laughs> this person is fascinating here we have we have a, a um a judge who was a judge in in arizona and he was a judge for several years like and he was a successful judge if i'm not mistaken he was actually one of the supreme justices of, for the state of Arizona. And I, I not only did I know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I want to talk to him so much to, to, to learn from him. But I knew that I really, really needed to kind of have my, all my ducks aligned when I approach him. No doubt. I, you're going, yeah. you're going before the judge, man. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was. The great thing was that I saw his, you know, the Facebook page that they had. I saw their website as well. So what I did was, again, my social media page was very simple, very, you know, my kind of like I mentioned, my lack of followers of fame was to my advantage because here I was giving him the comfort and I even explained it. I sent him. I went to the to their website, to his website, um, or I should say the group's website. I went to the group's website and I left a message. Often they have a comment box, right? Or a contact us, right? So I left a message there, but I immediately got an email address and I immediately sent an email right after. The reason for that was because I know, and I knew that if I was to go ahead and contact them on, on the on the website, again, kind of, kind of going back to the social media, it's very not. I don't want to use the word unprofessional, but it's very like, oh, almost like a fan, right? Yeah, yeah, I got one, man. Ch- children play with text messages. Us grownups, we use email. That's that's how yeah. it's done. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I sent the message on the website, maybe a little bit more generic sounding, where hello, my name is this. I am you know, I, I love what you're doing. Or in this example, I said, you know, I'm really fascinated by what you're doing. I would love to learn more. Right. And I sent it. Then I went to the email address that I was, that I found, I had to do some digging, but I found it. And then I sent him in the email. And this is what I said, in the email, I said, hello, my name is Jonathan. 
you may have seen my comment that I left on your website. You may have seen that comment. Well, I'm emailing you just to, just to let you know that you can communicate with me here. It's, it's safer for you to communicate with me here. And when, whenever you're ready, I am more than able to respond to you here. Wow. Yeah. I love the way that you do all this digging. I, I love the way that you do this, this, this research and all this legwork. I, I, I think, I think it, it really is a test because I think that the harder you dig, you actually show a signal. You actually show a signal of like, Hey, I'm really invested in getting to know you. Like I've obviously done all of this Google searching. I've obviously combed through and it, it, yeah, some people might be like, but Aaron, that sounds like a stalker or something, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Like when you're really interested in learning about people or you're really interested in learning about organizations, you will do this legwork. And this is big boy grown up work. Okay. It's not like you, you can't just expect that messaging people in the most lazy, like, LOL, like your comment, talk to me, bro. You know, you know, like, I'm sorry. Like you have to, you have to step your game up a little bit more and, and, and think of it as going a, a, as a job interview is almost how I'm seeing this. Like you're talking to some really high profile people, people who have worked 30, 40 years in a given career and then have some sway and some stature in this world you ought to present yourself in the best possible light. Yeah. I mean, and that's doing your homework. Like you mentioned, you know, this is, you, you have to do some digging. You have to find out a little bit more about them. If you want to talk to someone and you are only able to find a website or a social media page, then you need to do more work. In my opinion, you need to do more work because People are busy, but I also understand that, you know, when we approach someone, we, we maybe come unexpectedly, right? Like we may have come from left field to them, but we need to make them feel two things. Number one is comfortable. They need to feel comfortable. They need to feel comfortable with not just who you are, but what you're trying to do. With that comfort comes clarity as well, right? We need to be clear you know very very to the point as to as to what we want to do but but also we need to follow up because you know i i understand that people are busy and people may have seen the email you know if you email someone once and they don't respond is it bad to send them another email i say no i say no because you're showing someone that you really want this. You're showing someone that you really want them. Now, I, I got to pick your mind on this. This is great. And this is mm -hmm. excellent for job interview, you know, even for applying jobs and other things, really mm -hmm. practical stuff here. You send the first email. How long do you wait before sending up the follow email? I, I, I try to get a feel for them. You, I, I, it's easy for me to say a week, right? A week, week and a half. But for example, let, let me give you a really good example. Okay. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. If I send them an email today, is it realistic for me to think that, oh, by Monday or Tuesday, oh, yeah, it's, they should respond? No. Heck no. Yeah, no, no, exactly. No exactly. So I, I, need to kind of, I need to kind of be a little bit smart with how I send them. Now, for example, with, uh, you know, with, with you know, Justice Barker, I knew that you know, for, up, to the, up to the election – they were going to be very busy with their rallies, with their thing. And I knew what day the rallies were. The rallies were Fridays. So 
is it a smart idea for me to send it Friday night when they're at the rally? No, I send it Wednesday. Yeah. I send it Wednesday with the intent. And I even said, it goes, I understand that you have a rally coming up. I would be more than happy to meet you there. If it's easier for you, I would like to meet you there. So I'm giving them that comfort, right? Because between you and me, would talking to someone at the rally where it's loud and is that probably the, the best first date? <laughs> probably not, but I, I have to, I have to be humble and I have to kind of always, always give them the comfort. I, they need to be comfortable. Yeah, I, I, I love I, I love this approach, man, because you're first off, what you're doing actually requires some mental acumen, because what you're not only doing is you're not only sending the email as you're writing the email and thinking about the time and day that you're sending it, you're trying to actually enter this person's mind. You're actually using the ability of intense empathy and being like, what, what would a justice be doing right now? You know, the, oh, this justice probably has some important things to do today. And that's an ability that a lot of people don't have. When they write the email, they're only thinking of it from their perspective. They just sit behind the computer, open up Gmail and be like, I want this answer and I want it now. And they don't give a crap about what's going on in the world of the person that they're writing towards. So I think before you even start sending off emails, you need to read more books or you need to just train your mind to think about how is it that other, what are other people thinking right now? And I think that's, that's a skill in itself. And I, I love what you said about follow-up. My personal advice, I'm going to ask you this. Mm -hmm. Send your one email. I think a week is a great amount of time. Seven days is the perfect amount of time. You send the follow-up. But after the follow-up, I would say no more because then you're, then you're a gadfly. Then, then you're clearly buzzing around the place that you're not wanted. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that... For example, I, I know with, um, with some people, like if I can give you an example yeah, sure. that, that illustrates this perfectly, I met with the airline executive for um, American, his name is Vazu Raja. I met with him and he was unique because he was, not only was he the first or one of the first um, Indian American airline executives for, you know, one of the top three airlines, but he had actually taken, he, he had become charge of the website when it was merging and when things kind of really hit the fan and he was able to kind of completely change the, the route map for the airline. So I thought he would be someone really neat to speak to. I sent him an email. He didn't respond. I sent him an email after he didn't respond. I waited a couple weeks. Um, I actually, I, I, it was a month, actually, a month. I waited a month. And then I sent him another email. My email changed a little bit. This it is said, a third email or second email? This was a third email okay. a month after I had sent the second. So I, I waited exactly the month, right? Got it, yeah. And, and I approached him. I said, I understand you're busy. I don't want to be, you know, an annoyance. I don't want to be... You know, I don't want to bug you. The reason I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to you is because I'm inspired by what you're doing. I feel like this is what I need to do. 
I, I want to follow in your steps, right? You, you can kind of, it depends how, how you say it and, and be honest, be honest. I'm not, I'm not trying to say lie so you can try to get his attention or his, her attention. Mm-hmm. No, but be honest. Be like, I, I feel that I can be a better person or I feel that I can be a better person in my community if I sit down and if you give me 20 minutes of your time, please, I'll, I won't message you again. You have my contact information. Please reach out to me. Uh, like, like, a, like, a, like a humble, maybe change up the email a little bit. You know, don't, don't copy and paste anything. Yeah. Because um, I, I really think, I really think that deep down inside, people appreciate when you're earnest. They appreciate when you're genuine. The thing is that, you know, they have, just like any one of us, they're busy, right? They have two hours and they have to fit all these people in two hours. So, so where do you lie within that group of people that they have to fit in into those two hours? But we, we all appreciate praise. We all appreciate somebody, you know, gratitude of some sort. Like we, we all appreciate that. And I, I know that, you know, de- depending, right. If, if, especially if it's like, you know, political candidates or, Religious leaders, you know, a lot of time they, they, you know, it's really black and white. They get emails from people that love them or they get emails from people that hate them. There's kind of no in-betweens, right? Yeah, right. That's pretty, you're right. No in-between, right? No in-betweens. But if, if you could be that, that in-between, if you can show them, hey, there is an in-between. There is an in-between. And authentically, maybe naive in the sense that like, I don't have, I'm not representing anyone. I don't, I'm not representing any group. It's just me. And I don't have a big following, but guess what? I don't need to because in that lack of following that I may have is for your comfort. You know, you know what, one thing I want to add here, I like this idea of approaching people in the in-between ground and mm-hmm. I'm sure you do this, but I'm just going to make it explicit. When yep. you're approaching people in the in-between round, you're probably also asking a lot of questions, engaging questions, interesting yeah. questions that, that, you know, not questions like, let me see your tax return for 2018 questions, but like que- questions of like, you know, how do you plan on handling this issue? Or how do you plan, you know, you're not attacking them. You're not like trying to pigeon them into a corner, but you're bringing like a hypothetical question that pertains to society and just asking like, how, how, how are we going to go about solving this? And I think when you actually ask questions in that way, these people are really smart, right? And one thing that I noticed about myself is when someone actually asks me a high level question written at a high level, that's really engaging. I see it as a challenge. I'm like, this is a Rubik's cube that I need to solve right now. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like high level question really makes me think it's like, all right, sir, you got my attention. And when you ask that high level question, the guy knows that he's not writing back to a dummy. He actually knows I'm writing back to somebody who is going to really appreciate the effort and time it takes to write back to them. Yeah. Oh, very well said. Yeah. And I think that the, the more engaging the question is, the more open-ended the question is, not only are you getting them to think more, but you kind of put the ball in their court. And, and it's not just, it's not just necessarily, you know, okay, I asked all the questions, now you respond. But again, it's how can 
I make them feel comfortable enough to approach and to respond to someone like me. Yeah. What can I do? What can I say for them to understand that? Because that, that's the gen, you know, that's the genuine truth. The truth is that, um, you know, you want to sit down and you want to learn from these people. So how can, how can you convey that comfortableness to them? You know? Yeah. So you, you know, I, I love your techniques, man. I, I'm telling you one, one business you could open up is if you, you wrote all of your emails and created like templates for all like Jonathan Rivera's no. like templates of like professional emails to get people's attention that, you know, I think people would even pay money for that. Like people are so lazy and, and don't want to take the time to write emails that if you just created like templates for this kind of stuff, I, I think you could make a fortune. No. Um, <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, you send the two emails, you know, and even on this American Airlines dude, you sent the third email. Walk me through, like you have a, you caught a fish, right? You're, you're a fisherman. You're basically a fisherman here. You caught, you caught your flounder, you caught your salmon. It's shaking. Tell me about how these conversations progress and tell me when the conversation progresses into something assembling an acquaintanceship. I'm not even going to use the word friendship because that's a, that's a very strong word, but at the very least, tell me when you think or what steps need to occur before you can actually call this person. Hey, it's been a pleasure being your acquaintance here. The, the first thing is setting up the, the initial meeting is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or sorry, not the initial, but the actual meeting, because many times when they respond, when they answer your phone call, that interaction that you have right there with them, that's not the conversation. Yeah, it's not. That's just you setting up the time to have the conversation. So, and, and, and it's during that time where you tell them, you tell them what you're doing. And again, back to, back to what I said before, you're offering the service, right? Let me, let me help you. Let me, let me help you put chairs down. Let me help you put chairs up. Let me help you set up. You need help setting up, you know, for your, for your event, you need to put posters up. I can do that. I can do that. My opinion isn't compromised by me helping you do that. It, it's not. As a matter of fact, it's, I, I need to show you that I, I mean business. And I mean business in the sense that I need to show you that I'm, I generally want to sit down and, and have this conversation from you, right? So many times, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll set it up. During COVID, it has been kind of a challenge as far as the face-to-face. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But I have had some success. I have had um, not not as not as much as I, I as I usually do when I really started having these serious conversations. But it's it's it, it's kind of you have to alter it a little bit, and you have to know that you know for now, Zoom and virtual like that's. That's an option that's not just one that's going to work. That's probably the option that they're going to be most comfortable with in the beginning. But at the same time, that can be a first step. That can be a first step. Because remember, like I said, the service, my, my, my service that, that I want to give to you, I, I'm not going to give it to you over, over a Zoom call, right? I'm going to have to go and help you. And, and I've gone with a mask with a mask and within socially distanced, I've gone and I've helped out. No, I mean, I think that's incredible because essentially the technique that you described when we last spoke in this week, it's, a, it's the same. And like, 
how can I help you? Give me some of your time and, and here's what I'm willing to do for you in exchange. And I, I think that's, that's, that's a lost art of encounters in general of like, let's come together and, and you have something I want. And, and it's like, it's, it's social bartering. If you really think about it, it's like, it's social bartering and people think that's a na oh, bartering, man. That's a nasty word. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. And, and, and it could be, you know, if you feel like the person is roughly on the same level as you, it could simply be like an exchange of ideas. It's like, Hey man, you've got some great ideas. You know, and that's kind of what we're doing right now. We're having a social barter right now. You have some wonderful, compelling stories. I have a program to run and that's, there's nothing, there's nothing evil about what's happening here. That's not transact. You know, it's not this like people use the word, this is all, this is all just like transactional or whatever. It's like, no, we're having an exchange. And as a result of this exchange, both of us are growing and both of us are learning something. And that's, what living is about living is about like we're no one no one everyone no one you're not alive on this earth to just you know screw everyone over and build a fortress for yourself it doesn't exist that way that's not what life is about it's not about building a fortress and and then you know having a moat right i think of one of these like medieval castles that has like a moat and and crocodiles in there and it's like screw everyone else i'm <laughs> safe here in my in my fortress right that's not what life is about life is about doing things and having genuine interconnectedness with other human beings. That's why humans live together. You know, like, like th there's a reason why cities are cities. Like most, like I was reading the statistic that um, some, some high percentage of all the people that live in the United States live in cities. Okay. It's like, a, it's a really high percentage. We were meant to be with each other a great deal. And I'm, and if I'm saying this, I'm the ultimate, ultimate introvert slash loner slash can spend like three weeks just writing a, a short story or whatever it is in complete solitude. I'm the master of that. I'm like the master. <laughs> of that. But even I'm willing to say that that's not the goal of life. Because when you, when you're living in solitude, the goal is to one day take this work product that you've created in that solitude and share it with other people. You're not doing it just so that you can lock it in a vault and be like, aha, you know, I've written the next encyclopedia, but no one gets to read it but me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's, and, and that's the, the, the beauty of it, right? Because it's, it's not really, it's not what you, you know, I, I, I can read something, I can watch something on TV. You know, I can watch one of, you know, Anthony Bourdain's travel shows, which are awesome, but that's good. But one thing is to actually be there. One thing is to actually go and do it, right? Yeah. I can watch all these, yeah, I can watch all these food shows, but if I never try the food, right? Like what, what's the, the, the purpose of the show is to not just entice, but to spark that curiosity within you to go and do something and COVID or no, or not COVID safely, safely. Right. Yeah. Uh, still respecting and honoring, respecting other people. Right. You can do that. You can do that. You can still, you know, 2020, sometimes the, the best things have come out of the worst times. Like it, you know, you can still do it. And I think that nowadays is a perfect time to go out and to really learn from other people and really have these conversations. Like it's not just, I'm, and kind of like you said, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you and I are learning something. I'm, I've learned a ton from listening to your shows, to, to your podcasts. And kind of, like I said, I really like the way you think. And I really, I, I think that 
you know, more people need to have these conversations, which you are having within, within your podcast, by the way, that's, that's what we need more of. And that's where you really learn. And I, I'm really, I'm really wanting to spread the message of curiosity to people. Um, yes. Conversational activism. I love, Oh man. I mean, we've coined a few phrases on here, my friend, conversational activism. I, I love it. And, you know, to kind of leave us off here, I, I the, the mistake that I made maybe before COVID or earlier in my life is I was kind of an information consumer. I read, I read, I watched, I watched, I read, mm-hmm. I read, I watched, I watched. Great. No, nothing wrong with that, right? But eventually we have to start shifting from consuming to producing. We have to start producing and we have to start being like, great, I watched that. Not Like one of the things that we do is we watch like inspirational documentaries and then instead of actually getting more involved with what it is that we just watched, we just find another documentary and get distracted with that. And I'm like, that actually defeats the purpose of the documentary to begin with. The, the, the documentary is to actually teach you something, not so that you just go to the next documentary. It's so that you actually engage with that issue. Join a Facebook group, join a, a subreddit, join, you know, do something, do something to connect and, and figure out. And then just like you said, approach these people with humility and curiosity and say, Hey, really like, I really like, I really like your style, man. How, how can I help out with this? You know? And by the way, I have a few questions for you along the way. I think, I think if we start pivoting towards that, there's so much more problems that we're going to be able to solve. Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Thank you. Thank you. This concludes the 87th episode of the truth Island podcast. I'm Aaron Azrod.